This Valentine's Day, Dunkin's got the perfect pairings to show your love. So get down on one knee with a dozen brownie batter donuts and a cocoa mocha signature latte. Or make them swoon with a strawberry dragon fruit Dunkin' refresher with a Cupid's Choice Donut. Are you ready for love? America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. This is Will Leach, author of Marketing to Mind States, The Practical Guide to Applying Behavioral Design to Research and Marketing. And you are listening to Authors in Quarantine Getting Cocktails. Hello and welcome to this hopefully short-lived series that will be airing in addition to the weekly marketing book podcast interviews. I'm your host, Douglas Burdett, and my goal during this unusual time is to reconnect you with past guests on the Marketing Book Podcast, share some ideas and inspiration, and maybe a much-needed laugh or two. I've interviewed over 200 authors on the show, and my plan is to continue this series until I either run out of authors or quarantine, whichever comes first. A word of warning, the host and guest may very likely be drinking cocktails during these conversations. I mean, come on. They are recorded during the cocktail hour. To find the show notes for each episode with pictures of each guest and links mentioned in their conversation, visit marketingbookcocktails.com. Marketingbookcocktails.com. See what I did there? And if you'd like to join the conversation, email a voice recording to me at douglas at salesartillery.com, and I'll try to include it in a future episode. I'd love to hear from you. Otherwise, connect with me on LinkedIn where we can chat. Will Leach, welcome to Authors in Quarantine Getting Cocktails. How are you? It is my pleasure, Douglas. Thanks for having me. And now, where are you? You're uh, deep in the heart of Texas somewhere? I am in Dallas, Texas. Big D. And what is going on in Will Leach's quarantine world? Oh my gosh, what isn't? Um, you know, I'll tell you, uh, we have decided during this time of uh, mass Sorry, quarantine. that was me opening my drink. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we started a business, Douglas, and if you believe it or not, I decided to take this time and, uh, and start a company. But you already had a company. I did. I can't get enough uh, pain and torture. Uh huh. Um, yes, I actually, you know, it was actually from the book. Uh, the book became uh, a company in and of itself. So I started a company. I launched it about a week ago, just over a week ago. Uh, and so far, so good. It's just really taking the principles of the book and um, helping to train people on the book versus, you know, the other company, which was marketing research. Oh, okay. But you're still going to keep the other company? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love marketing research. But you know what it was, was, you know, for a couple of years now, I've been helping companies to understand these subconscious mind states in this new company uh, called the Mind State Group. This is going to train marketers the principles from the book. Uh, so, you know, you can you can imagine workshops and even uh, in-person workshops, virtual workshops, uh, Mind State University, all that stuff is coming up soon to a, uh, to a webinar near you. Oh, wow. Sign me up. I love the book. And the reason I say that is because there's so much in it that I stole <laughs> with full attribution. And I remember after reading the book, because I worked in, well, you worked on big brands at, um, yeah. you were at PepsiCo. I think you worked at Frito Lay. Is that right? Yep. I sure did. And I worked at these big brands in New York. And, you know, I, I just remember wishing that I'd had this approach back when I was an ad man. But, you know, I wish we had podcasts back then too, but who'd ever heard of them? So now, listen, I, uh, I apologize. I pulled you out of the pool for this. 
Uh, you did, Doug, and I'm not sure how we're going to get over this kind of awkwardness now that you pulled me out of a, out of a spontaneous pool party that happened at my house. Um, and and I guests, just decided. Are the guests still there? They are. Oh, there's free alcohol. So yes, they are going to be there for quite a while. My wife has made a vodka sangrias, which is the first time I've ever heard of that, but they're doing just fine. So yeah, we have a bunch of kids over. We have uh, another family over and uh, we are, we are kind of taking advantage of the pool and because it's a hot day here in Dallas, it's a really hot day. Well, isn't it usually? Uh, we get a couple of weeks. We get two weeks, right? Every spring where it, it kind of feels bearable after that. Yeah, it's a, it's a scorcher. But we got yeah, land. We got yeah. land, so I'll take it. Okay. Well, I, I uh, did a lot of growing up in Texas, so I know just how friggin' hot it can be. So uh, just one more thing that makes Texas uh, special and makes Texas people special. So I did get a picture of you at the pool, and so I'm going to include that picture in this episode's show notes at marketingbookcocktails.com so that people can see how much this author gives to the marketing book podcast audience. <laughs> That's right. And and uh you know feel free to uh just focus on the food and not my my chubby neck. That would be uh that would be great. Well, there is a picture of uh <laughs> Will that we're going to have at marketingbookcocktails.com, where not, not just in the pool, but a few minutes later, uh, and it looked like he dried off and everything. So it's, you know, I he's did it really, just for you. He's gone the extra mile, people. I hope you all appreciate <laughs> that. So it's a Will, sacrifice. It's a sacrifice. It is. It is. At, you know, as I often say, um, Will, we suffer for our art. <laughs> so Will Leach was on episode 228, and yesterday I published episode 282. And yes, I am recording this at 6 p.m. Eastern time on a Saturday night. I know what you're all thinking, loser. But you see, uh, Will was actually, he had we had to reschedule because he's going to go on a trip. And I'm going to ask him about that. But I wanted to get him into the schedule because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wind this uh, series down. You know, I'm going to pause it. And if the, the quarantine comes roaring back, I'll be there for you. But you are on episode 228. And uh, that was in May of 2019, so just over a year. So for new listeners, tell them who you are and more about what you do. Yeah. So everybody, I'm Will. Um, I wrote a book called Marketing to Mind States. And before Marketing to Mind States, I was just the typical marketing researcher about 20 years in client-side marketing research. So I started off in biotech, moved into um, energy, and then I found my way over to PepsiCo. And back in 2010, maybe, we started investing heavily in neuroscience and behavioral economics, behavioral sciences to improve marketing. And I uh, had the opportunity to run a laboratory, and I took this opportunity to uh, understand a lot more about the subconscious, about how we think, how we make decisions, but for us uh, marketers, how do people process marketing, and um, how do people kind of create experiences that are uh, designed for the subconscious. And I fell in love, Douglas. So I was doing nothing but reading about the subconscious, understanding motivational psychology, doing experiments. And uh, as I said in my first podcast, the day you love your job in corporate America is the day they want to rotate you to a, a special, you know, we have a special opportunity for a leadership or a growth role. And um, I couldn't stand it. I, there's no way I was going to leave uh, doing, you know, working on behavioral science. So I decided to start my own company. 
and that's a company called Trigger Point. And Trigger Point is my first company, and that company is a marketing research company that is uh, tasked with identifying subconscious mind states. And you know, we could talk all about subconscious mind states, but ultimately that is understanding the non-conscious drivers that make you who you are. And then what Trigger Point does is helps marketers um, not only identify these mind states, but helps you market to those mind states. Hence the title of the book, Marketing to Mind States. Excellent. And so you loved your job. They wanted to rotate you. <laughs> I you didn't tell me this, but I heard that what they wanted you doing was uh, taste testing Fritos all day. Yeah, if you saw my belly, I had already done that job for a number of years. <laughs> I was uh, I was out of it. No, surprisingly though, you know it's funny. They have entire groups of people who do nothing but they get paid to taste test. Fritos and Cheetos because you have a consistency. So these people have this this like palette and they get paid money every month to come in and make sure, kind of like the distilleries, right? To make sure that the bourbon you know, smells and tastes the exact same every, yeah. for everybody. They do the same thing. So that is actually a job. And I would highly recommend that job, especially if Cheetos on the line. It is a warm <laughs> Cheeto. There's not much better than a warm Cheeto oh, warm coming Cheeto. off a conveyor belt. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Wow. Oh, yeah. I never thought of that. But if I had to guess, People that are taste testing Fritos and Cheetos, they probably never eat them at home. <laughs> That's probably true, actually. Even the best of things, you kind of get you kind of get worn out of them. That's yeah, true. it's like uh, so many of my friends that were in the Navy and they retired, they refused to go on ocean cruises. <laughs> That's like me in the Army. I'm sure you're like this too, right? Yeah, I, I have can't never, go camping. I can't, I can't go, go camping. camping. I can't. I can't go, I'm done. I refuse. I'm so <laughs> glad to find another person. But it's like I really got that out of my system in too the army war fighters that's yeah. right I had too many <laughs> war fighters right. i'm like i'm not doing another month like even I, I always i love the parents that do i think it's great they take yeah. their kids camping not my kid my kid is in the pool or we're at a motel or a hotel that's it we don't do the whole tent <laughs> thing i've done it too many times well and if they really want to go camping they can go ingratiate themselves to other families that go camping and go that's and right. that's something i've tried to do with my kids as they grew up was to teach them how to be a professional house guest you know, find what you want and worm your way in. So it's the classic thing. You don't want to buy the boat, right? Have your friend buy the yes. boat. That's the perfect friend to have is somebody so, who buys the boat. So if you live in Dallas, Will mm -hmm. Leach is your new pool friend. Okay. Uh, so come on over. Right. Come on over. So now you, we mentioned the army. You were in the army and yep. you were awarded the army commendation medal. Hooah. Hoorah. And uh, that's great. And I wanted to get, and I've actually, uh, I've interviewed two Army veterans, uh, you and Lee Oden, and uh, I've had you both now on Authors in Quarantine getting cocktails. So, uh, And then there was one Marine Corps veteran that's been on both. Of course, the Marine wanted to be one of the very first ones on Authors in Quarantine Give getting cocktails. Marine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Plus, I gave him some crayons. So, uh, <laughs> but, you know, I got to take care of my veteran brothers. And yeah, uh, actually, yeah, you know, so many of these authors said, hey, Doug, this is a great idea. You Look, I'm drinking anyway. I'll, I'll talk to you. Like, I'm happy to be an enabler or, or a, a enabler. <laughs> I should be careful with that word. I, I'm not that far. I'm helping to help, happy to help. And so many of the author's spouses have been yeah. so delighted with me because I've given them a break from their spouse for 45 minutes to an hour. That's right. And even not now, only that, it makes a difference. Yeah. Even, even, even you, Will Leach. 
All you right. are doing such a service for my family because this I, is Doug Daycare, okay? Yeah. Uh, well, I aim to please. And uh, anytime you want to give me a call and you want to talk about anything military-related uh, or subconscious, I'm your guy, okay? You so call me anytime. Wh- when I say thank you for your service, I'm actually not referring to your Army service. I'm referring to this right now. <laughs> this service right here. Right, Giving right. back. <laughs> That's so right. we haven't met in person yet, but we no. were going to meet in May except for that doggone quarantine. We were both going to be speakers at Interact Ohio. Do you believe it? I couldn't believe when we got that email. I was like, come on. I was finally going to be able to shake the hand of the legend. And I, I couldn't believe it. And then when they took that from me, I was like, I maybe I'm just going to fly to the East Coast. I'll find you. I'll use my Army training, figure out where you are. And uh, lo and behold, I wasn't able to even take a flight to come see you. So maybe, oh. maybe uh, 2021. We'll see. Well, I think when you said you were going to meet the legend, I, I was pretty sure you were talking about Ann Handley, not me. <laughs> She's the big time speaker. And actually, I'm going to be talking to her next week on authors in quarantine getting cocktails, assuming all goes well. But I was really looking forward to that. So if there's anybody in Ohio that doesn't have plans in May of 2021, come on, people. You know you don't have any plans, Mm -mm. especially now. You can even get in the car and drive this. They're just trying to shift the whole thing a year ahead. So I was really looking forward to that. And I was so looking forward to it that I even made a what I thought was kind of a funny video promoting the event, and it talked about you and Ann Handley. So what I'm going to do, but I, now we have to do that all over again. But I could probably mm-hmm. use the same. Uh, well, actually, it has some employees in it, and we've all scattered to the oh, floor. Gosh. Yeah, the office really? is closed down, and I'm getting rid of the lease. But um, yep. I'll put that on your episode's show notes at marketingbookcocktails.com because I want to support the good folks at Interact Ohio, yep. and also I wanted to, you know. I wanted I want I want to provide something that I thought was funny. But you got to be good. careful with that because I think a lot of things are funny and my kids just you know they roll their eyes. It's it's nothing but but dad jokes. Uh this younger generation they don't have a sense of humor. Oh, well, I don't know. Not like ours anyway. You know. <laughs> I well, you know, but the thing is, Will Leach, um and this may be some sort of mind state issue, uh but pl- if it is, please don't diagnose me. Uh you know, okay. you're only young once, but you can be immature forever. So mm. You know, in terms of mission statements for life, that's huh. that's where it is uh, for me. It's very um, stoic of you. Yeah. Very stoic. Huh. <laughs> oh, really? I hadn't, I like had, that. hadn't thought of it that way. <laughs> oh, it uh, is. So I do hope that uh, if they if the folks at Interact Ohio are listening to this episode, you know, I, I just want them to know that uh, Will and I still want to come back and speak there. But Will, I have a feeling that after we finish talking, here's what I think is going to play out. Because this happens all the time with me. They're going to say, you know that Will Leach guy, we've read his book. It really is very interesting. We heard his interview on the Marketing Week podcast. He sounds like a really sharp guy and a great speaker. But come on, folks. What were we thinking when we invited Burdett to come speak here? I mean, oh. really? Well, they could still use maybe a server. You could serve something out there. I don't know. You could oh, do yeah. something. You Coffee, can make something sandwiches. useful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Who's going to yeah. clean up? Right. Come exactly. On. Exactly. And I was uh, looking forward to going to Columbus and speaking on yeah. the campus of Ohio State University. I even bought a brand new bow tie with the Ohio State colors. So <sighs> the Ohio State University. So I'm sorry. God, I keep forgetting the, that. I'm going to get my butt kicked when I get there. I know you so, are. I almost went to the Ohio State University. That was in my top two graduate programs. Oh really? And oh yeah, it's. Uh, I, I was there, and um, it was funny. One of the things that they. Um, proposed to me and you know kind of bringing me over to the program over there is they said i, I didn't realize at the time i'm an sec guy right south yeah. southeast conference you have a degree from uh, texas a&m too yep that's right so when i went there i remember you know professor took me over to the stadium 
And he says, now, a part of your kind of graduate program here is that you will have parking right here. And like, he was like, he was like, literally, this was the parking spot. It was right in front of the stadium. And I remember him thinking, I mean, you could tell the look on his face, Douglas, is that like, he was like, this is profound. And I want you to take this moment in, Will, to know that you will have parking right here. And I remember thinking to myself, like, where where else would I park? Like, but apparently it's a, like this big deal, like to have parking at the stadium. Oh. And so I always remember thinking, thinking to myself, that was just this one moment that I was, um, this is how they were going to bring me over to the Ohio State University was, was one of the, was tempting me with a parking spot by the stadium. Never forget that. Wow. So uh, yeah. that's serious street cred in the Columbus uh, It sounds area. like it. He sure thought that, but, uh, you know, it came down to Texas A&M and the Ohio State University, and uh, the unfortunate thing that the Ohio State University did was they brought me in at around February of, uh, what would that have been, maybe 1995, and then I went to Texas A&M in May of 95, and uh, there was quite a difference between the girls at Texas A&M University in May versus the girls at the Ohio State University in February. And I remember thinking to myself, I don't have family in either place. I love both programs, but I fell in love three times on my trip to Texas A&M, and that's why I chose Texas A&M. And I'm very happy with it. It was a great choice, but it was. Uh, I remember thinking from behavioral design perspective, I'm not sure if Ohio State did the right thing by bringing in a prospective uh, student in February. And, and that's... A great transition to talking about your book yes. because uh, it was Will's subconscious that was at work there, and that's probably ninety nine percent of what drives our decisions. And that's and that's actually not a joke, right? No, it's not a joke at all. More and more science is telling us uh, the vast, vast, vast majority of decisions are made at the non-conscious level. And that the, the, the stat I use over here at uh, SMU is that we tend to make about 35,000 decisions on any given day. 35,000 decisions. So you know right off the bat, because you can't remember 25 probably, you know the vast majority of those decisions are at the non-conscious level. Oh, wow. Well, at the beginning of your book, it was one of the best uh, openings because you, you 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 dedicated it, and if, if I'm not mistaken, it was a dedication. It wasn't to your That's mom right. or your wife mm-hmm. or your beautiful children. You said, "For those who don't want to earn a PhD in psychology while reading, this book is for you." That's right. That's right. <laughs> and, and I'm I- sure you burned every academic bridge. <sighs> I do to this day. I mean, Nudge Stock. So there's this great academic uh, conference. It just ended actually this week. Nudge Stock, and yeah, I never, uh, I never get invited to those academic uh, academic conferences. But that's okay because I didn't write it for them. I wrote it for the small business owner. I wrote it for the small agency guy. I wrote it for the brand manager that knows there's something going on with the subconscious. They they intuitively know that you can bring science into design, and I wrote it for them, and uh, it took off because of that. I think. And I think there's a lot of uh, perceived black magic or, or, or wizardry or, I mean, think of what a lot of uh, search engine optimization people uh, cloaked their work in. I, I, I sense that there's still a lot of, of that, uh, maybe not intentionally, but people perceive it as being uh, much less straightforward than it, than it was in your book. So uh, it, tell a little bit more about your book and, and, and what a mind state is. Yep. So I like how you, you kind of said, you know, does this kind of, is it kind of a black box and, and, you know, a, a wizard is doing this. And what's great about behavioral psychology and behavioral science is that it is intuitively so simple that, um, in fact, in fact, 
that almost everybody gets it. But the problem is in academia, we use these big words like hyperbolic discounting and cognitive heuristics. And, you know, it, it, what was frustrating me is I had to kind of learn all this science, but then I had to, working over at PepsiCo, translate these sciences into everyday language. And because I wasn't getting budget, because I would, I would talk about hyperbolic discounting or whatever these concepts are, and we'd find out that uh, my brand managers kind of just glazed over. So the fact of the matter is, it is four very simple things that you could include in any piece of marketing to activate a mind state. So the first thing is goals, right? And there's this whole big concept called goal theory. It's a whole series of social sciences that it kind of formulate goal theory. But ultimately, what goal theory tells you is that we want um, to reach lower kind of functional goals and higher order goals. Like whenever you take a behavior, Douglas, like you are going towards a goal of yours. I want to lose weight. I want to get out of this conversation, whatever. Second thing is motivational psychology. And really what that is, is you are motivated by either um, security, right? So people are motivated by security or maybe they're motivated by motivated by empowerment. But there are these nine motivations. But just think of that as the engine. I describe that in the book as the engine that makes people go after their goals, go after mm-hmm. their dreams. Then the third thing is regulatory approach. And that is simply, um, rather than calling regulatory approach, just think of it as I want to minimize my risk or I want to maximize my benefits. You know, the glass is half empty or the glass is half full. But if you understand how your customer, if they are risk adverse or if they are kind of more innovative in this decision, you can craft messaging just slightly. You can slightly tweak it, your messaging. Mm-hmm. To uh, one of those two. To one of those two. That's right. And it's so simple to do, right? It's 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 something like you would talk about your business as we're the type of business that can make sure you reach your goal, or you can say we're the type of business that'll that will that'll eliminate anything from you not reaching your goal. It's the same idea, but it sounds so differently at the non-conscious, at your, you know, in front to their subconscious. Well, let me just ask a quick question before yeah. we get to the fourth one. During this pandemic, it seems like the latter, uh, more companies should or ha- are shifting more yeah. to the second. Yeah, and I think they have to. I've done a couple of talks about this because right now there is such a lack of desire or feelings of security. Control is another one. We call it empowerment in motivational psychology um, or release. Like people have this release mechanism. They just want to scream sometimes and get away from the social media and stuff like that. So it's in your best interest right now. And I, I'm, I'm telling my clients, even all the way into the fall, they should be talking, even if their research told them in the past, they should be talking about maximizing gains. They should be framing up their men, their benefit messaging, not their brand, but their, their messaging around prevention, which is minimizing loss because people just don't feel like they're in control. There's a health scare. There's um, riots happening. There's Nobody feels like they're in control or that they're necessarily safe. And that's across all categories. We're seeing it across all categories right now. Hmm. You know, uh, and we'll get to that fourth one real quick, yep. but it brings to mind... Uh, I think the second author I had on the show, and and one of the authors that kind of gave me the idea of of starting to do this, is he is named Philip Stutz, and uh, he's the author of uh, Fire Them Now, but he's a a political consultant, and then Mm -hmm. some years ago, a very successful political consultant, he's worked on presidential campaigns and all that, but a few years ago, he started a a separate business, uh, corporate marketing. Hey, another author that started a second business. Hey. So what they're having to do, though, because of uh, well, because of both of their all of their clients, you know, the political people as well as the businesses, they're doing constant, well, pretty constant polling of consumer attitudes. Yeah. And he came to me and said, "Doug, you're not going to believe it. 
can I come on your show? I don't have another book to talk about, but you know, let's break the mold. And let me tell you about this research we just got. We've never seen a change this quick yep. about how they've gone from, I'll give you an example, like uh, you could, like you just said, like a, a, a maximizing revenue to safety. They yep. wanted safety. And I will include a link to where people can download that um, study uh, in Will's uh, show notes at marketingbookcocktails.com. And I'll make sure to send it to you because it'll affirm what you just yeah. said. Our research said the exact same thing and it happened in about two weeks. And I, I mean, yes. it's across all categories. It, mm-hmm. I've never seen anything like when, when 9-11 happened, there was a massive amount of security for sure, but it actually died down. But we didn't see the spike like we saw this time. I've never seen anything like it. I mean, when you're talking about pet care, security, financial, financial services, security and control, chips secure everything because it's just it's, it's bigger than any one category this feeling this desire mm-hmm. um and so what we are actually those seeing i will tell you this is that in march and april massive amounts of 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 saying people just wanted to just please don't take any more control away from me like let me because back then when the government especially was was basically uh placing people like you said into quarantine right that at that point it was people like just don't take any more so that's they're still trying to prevent security being taken, I'm sorry, not security, control being taken from them. Now, especially with the the, the riots and, and, and the, um, the all the news that's in the media now, actually people are desiring for more control. So it's actually starting to switch a little bit away from security and into just people desiring more control. They want to start maximizing and gaining more control. I think it's just, I think it's after two months, three months of people being kind of in isolation that they're starting to demand more control over their lives versus back in March, there's like, just please don't let me lose any more control. It's fascinating how fast it hit. Two weeks, two weeks, everything it, changed. It is, and I wonder if it's going to last for a long, long time. That is the magic question. That's literally what clients are calling us right now for. They're telling us, they're saying, what is the current mind state? And then they're saying, how, what's going to be sticky? And if you can answer that, you don't need to be doing a podcast anymore. You can go ahead and make your billions because that's what everybody is asking. I mean, even from like, I've, I've talked to brands that are in the constipation space. It's like, are, are sales going to like stick like this? Because there's this huge stick. demand. I see what you did there. Yeah. Got it. There was a huge demand for this stuff, but nobody knows what's reality. Um, I, I work with retailers who are th- who are thinking: Are we going to? Because they're starting to make some big decisions on their stores. Imagine in in a world where they may have to take out every other aisle so they can have greater width in aisle, so they can mm-hmm. separate shoppers. Like, but is this because because they want it, they want their their shoppers to feel safe, right? Because the yeah. shoppers are demanding safety, so they're like, we're going to make these massive multi million dollar decisions on: Are we going to redo our store layouts so we can? put you know more people into the stores etc but what's sticky it's it's the magic number one question every major brand has right now wow well plus obesity is on the rise so you know maybe it'll be uh, they'll kill two birds with one stone by widening <laughs> yeah, those right. aisles those aisles now well uh one thing yep. though you said i could stop doing the podcast just to be clear th- i don't do this for a living this is what i do for fun <laughs> If I if I got a billion dollars, do it more often. I, yeah, I'd probably do this. You even probably more. would. Yeah, That's except right. I would fly to each location and there you uh, go and, and hang fly out your guests I'd, too. Yeah, and I'd start with all the all the authors that have pools. So there would be uh, sort of a southern uh, Australian <laughs> yes. approach, or maybe That's around right. the Mediterranean. Yes. So okay. So now I've interrupted, and it was goals, and then we talked about motivations, and yep. then we talked about approach. regulatory approach. And I've got yep. to wonder if you call it regulatory because you were in the uh, oil and gas industry. But then uh, the last <laughs> one is the, the promotion prevention. 
I'm sorry, oh, I took nope. it away from you. It's, uh, yep. it's heuristics. It's cognitive, cognitive heuristics. heuristics. Right. That's right. And that's that word people are like, what the hell is a cognitive heuristic? Just think of it as a shortcut decision making. Yep. Um, and basically all it is that we make decisions oftentimes based upon a rule of thumb, something you learned over time. So the classic one is scarcity effect, right? And so mm-hmm. scarcity effect is when we believe things are scarce in nature, like a couple of months ago when everyone was taking a run on toilet paper, right? Since it's scarce in nature, People, even though even though it may not have been, people got nervous that it would be, and so there's this run on toilet paper. That's just a classic, you know, cognitive heuristic called scarcity effect, and it makes you assign value to things that otherwise don't have a lot of value. You'll mm-hmm. assign more value to it. So at the end of the day, you're like, well, and this is this is where the mind state comes in, right? So all I did was talk about these four things. So well, who cares, right? Who cares if you understand somebody's goals or what motivates them? Here's why you should care because if you understand somebody's goals their motivations, the approach, you know, promotion versus prevention or, you know, gains versus losses. And then these shortcuts, if you understand those things, you can identify a mind state. And a mind state is the state of mind you're under when you are under high emotional arousal. And so you go through these moments multiple times a day, right? Where you're not even aware of it, but you kind of like let just kind of your mind wanders and it just feels natural to take a decision. You're not really consciously aware that you're making decisions. Kind of like when Will Leach was weighing whether to go to Ohio That's State it. or Texas A&M. I was in emotional arousal, Doug. I went as emotional arousal three times that day, right? <laughs> with with an emphasis on the arousal, right? That's right. That's it. And so if I can identify that moment, so I like to message, you know, I, I certainly think it's important to message to the who, and I think it's important to message to the why. I'm much more interested in messaging to the when, these moments in time. And if I can identify a mind state, I can craft my message to the moment in time. And the, like I think I like to tell people, and I talk about it in the book, this is not a segmentation. This is not a personality profile. It is a moment in time where I can overlay a mind state. For instance, one's called the cautious protector mind state, or another one's called the optimistic engagement mind state. But it's this moment in time that can overlay on top of your brand messaging. I could put on top of your segmentation, and I can now craft messaging that will tap into that moment, taking into account all the stuff that you know from your, your your customer days of their attitudes and their beliefs and all their preferences and all the you know behavioral data that you have at your disposal. Well, it's something that it just seems like we could be doing that for every client. I mean, we're doing buyer persona interviews, which is a slightly different thing, but this is a, a wonderful thing to overlay uh, sure. with that. And you mentioned one other thing earlier about the nine human motivations. I think you said yep. security was one of them, right? It is. That's right. So, I don't, I don't. I don't mean to be really going off the reservation here and causing trouble because I'm talking to Will Leach and you know so forth. But you know, a lot of people. There's even a movie made about what women want. Okay, hmm. and and I'm not going to ask you what <laughs> what women want. Okay, because I would still like I to know. But I think I have a pretty good idea. And you know what it is, Will? What's that? Security. Hmm. And you know why I say that? Because when I was a young man living in New York City and I would go off and, uh, you know, maybe I'd be at a party or at a bar or something and I would see some really beautiful women and I would go up and start talking to them. That is the one word that kept getting shouted <laughs> over and over. And I'm a, I'm a good listener. So anyway, that's, I, think that's what, I think that's what's important to them. But, you know, earlier I mentioned that we moved you up in the schedule so yeah. that you could take your trip. Tell yes. us about this trip you've decided to go on. It sounds like you just couldn't 
you'd had enough of this quarantine. Yeah, that's what it, I'll tell you. I this is not my personality. At all my personality is I am like buttoned up. Like I need to know by the hour what I'm doing. I feel very comfortable when I understand when I wake up in the morning. Here are my five things I'm going to do and a timeline to do it. That's who I am. That's a military uh, part of me. But COVID nineteen is changing things. So oh. here's what we're doing. So I have a ten year old son. His name is Nicholas, and. Um, we're just kind of in this moment where his can his stuff got canceled, all his like summer camps. His mom is sitting here with me and we're sitting here talking. I was like, well, what are we going to do? And I thought, you know what? I'm driving North. I'm going to go to Dallas and I'm going to go to pretty much every major national park, uh, West of the Mississippi. So we're going to take the month of July and I'll you know, check in here and there, but we're going to, we call it the no regrets tour. That's what his mom, his mom came up with. So Melly came up with the No Regrets Tour. And, and it's we not the just No Regrets head. Tour, right? No, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> what Regret. movie is that from? Um, God, what is that from? Where the guy had a, uh, That's right. a tattoo and he misspelled it. <laughs> <laughs> it said No no Regrets instead of No Regrets. Regrets, <laughs> that's right. Sorry. So that's what we're doing, man. It's all, well, it's all, we are you gonna have go, a timeline. So you're not going to be going over to Big Bend National Park? Um, that's not north. That's west. That's right. That is. So we're not. We're gonna bypass because by, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go. It's, up it's from pretty Dallas. hot there. It's probably hotter than Dallas. I bet it is. I so, bet it is. Yeah. So we're gonna start in Fort Riley because my my family's never seen. So I, I did most of my military service in Fort Riley, Kansas. So oh. we're gonna go from Dallas to Fort Riley, shoot over to Colorado, go from Colorado to Utah, Utah to I may get my some of my states mixed up. Go into um, Montana. We may hit Mount Rushmore. I'm not positive about that. Um, then we're going to head up into, let's see, from Montana, does it go to Idaho or what's above? Yeah, I think it was in Idaho, Washington State, come down California into uh, Nevada just for a minute, bypass a lot of Nevada, but then hit New Mexico. Renew your marriage so, vows. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So we may, I, so what's so great about this trip for me anyways, is we don't really have, like you can tell I'm thinking it out as I go and that's not me at all. I'm like, I need to know, but I was like, you know, it may take three weeks. It may take a month, but I'm just going to let it go because you know, we're not traveling because nobody is doing a, a ton of travel. All the speaking engagements got, uh, like, like we said, they're, they're gone. So we're just going to go drive. We're going to go to bear world. We're going to see the big, you know, the biggest, largest ball of twine. I'm sure stop all these crazy places. Cause you know, it is um once your kids become teenagers i'm fully expecting that he is not going to want to hang out with me anymore that's and absolutely he's just correct as cool as grown. you are as a dad <laughs> yep he doesn't know he doesn't know any better that <laughs> that's right. right so i have a feeling he's not going to want to do it in two or three he's going to fall in love with some girl at 13 and then he's not going to want to leave her so i was like you know what we're getting down the road and we're taking off so he turns 11 on um on wednesday and we start driving on friday Excellent. Now, are you going to be yep. staying in motels or are you going to be in an RV or something? So funny. I started out the RV thing, but then remember I talked, we talked about this, like this whole camping idea. So I thought, I thought this, this RV thing was gonna be great. Like I'm just getting an RV. It's like going around with a hotel on wheels. Ah, unfortunately it's not. The more I learn about RVing, there's a whole lot of outside stuff. There's a whole oh. lot of that nonsense of going to these campgrounds and sitting out with lawn chairs and emptying out the porta pot and all that kind of stuff. So oh, I thought, forget it. Forget nope, it. Yeah. hotel. But remember we're at the pool, right? So these, the, the couple that's over in the pool right now, they're sitting in my pool. They just went to, um, um, up in Arkansas, and they actually went to um, uh, Missouri. What's Branson? Branson, Missouri as well. And they said, you got to do a couple of hotels here and there and then go do an Airbnb. 
And then it goes, that, that way you can wash your clothes. So I think that's what we're going to do. Some, ah, kind of, okay. some kind of combination of hotels and Airbnb. And the, like I said, the most amazing fact for me is that it's not planned. I'm, we're just going to wake up and then go, okay, within two days, okay, well, we gotta, we're going to be around Yosemite in this day. We're going to be around Yellowstone. So we got to find a place to stay, make a couple phone calls, and drive up that night. Oh, wow. You know, that's yeah. something he's never going to forget. And I can remember as a kid when I was 12, we went on a big trip up the East Coast. We were, I was in a military family. We were living in Alabama at the time and we went to all the way, you know, we went to uh, 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 went to Atlanta, watched the Braves yep. play. And then we, uh. you know, went to visit relatives in Asheville. And then we went to Washington, D.C. And we went to Philadelphia and New York and Boston. And it was just, it's still one of the greatest memories from when I was uh, a kid, and I, oh, I cool. loved it, and you know you don't appreciate it when you're little, and that's okay. Yep. Um, but uh, that that's that's great. You're doing the you're doing oh. the right thing, and I I appreciate the fact that you've made time for the marketing book podcast before mm-hmm. going on this because all these other places you said, hey, no, I'm hitting the road. But he was yep. able. You, you listeners appreciate that. So uh, let me ask one other question: yeah. what what website would people go to? to sign up for, I guess, a newsletter or whatever so they could yeah. learn more about this um, course. And I say that because it's something I would be interested in taking. Yeah. The, this, the, whatever the workshop is or the certification. That, yep. I mean, it's, seriously. Yeah, no, it's mindstategroup.com. And we just launched it last week. Um, and what that is, is that's going to be the new repository for, you can do research through TriggerPoint and you can learn all about TriggerPoint, my other company, that the first company. But then we also have, like, you can buy the book, Marketing Mind States on the website. You can download a ton of free materials and videos of us talking about these psychological mind states. And you can sign up for workshops. We're going to do workshops twice a month. Some are called training workshops, which are going to be really focused on teaching researchers and young professionals how to identify these mind states just by listening intently on the actual language that people use. Because we have technologies, artificial intelligence that'll do that for us, but you don't need to use artificial intelligence. You just need to be smart about how you're thinking about analyzing people's just stories. When they tell you stories, they're actually giving you you an insight into their mind state. And then we have application workshops where we will actually come to you or we'll do it virtually where we'll take your data to identify a mind state. Mm-hmm. So all those resources, all, all, all on that, uh, on the website, mindstategroup.com and a bunch of videos training you. Um, and it's going to get even bigger. Like I said, we're going to do mind state university in the future where you can be certified, uh, to actually apply these principles to your own marketing and, and for your own clients. Mm-hmm. Now, were there 18 different ones? Is that, do there I, were. okay. Eight, so yep, even, even a year later. And- Yes, yeah, we didn't gain we didn't gain any more. There's some that aren't used very much, but uh, well, but, that, but uh, that's what no, I was going to ask about. Now I remember yeah. there were 18, and I remember the other thing I recall. I mean, it's it, mm-hmm. there's it's, it's there's only been you know because I'm there's been a few other books since then, and <clears throat> even more cocktails. But uh, there were 18. But as I recall, um, it wasn't some laborious process to figure uh, to figure out you know uh, which of the 18. Pretty quickly, you get down to a small number, as I recall. That's right. Yeah. yeah. First, yeah, yeah, you're right. First off is almost all categories will really only have no more than five mind states driving an entire category. So you can immediately eliminate 
from 18 to five, actually without doing any research, just sitting down in a room and going through the book going, guys, it can't be this. Right. And you get it down to five. It's simple. Um, And then from there you can get down to three almost immediately just by doing this one activity. And in in the book, after every chapter, we teach you how to do the activity. And that's what trigger point does. The the research company, let's say if you're just like, I don't want to do that. That's not what I do. You can now use great tools like artificial intelligence that can identify it within four questions. We have it now to where we can ask four questions and one of the questions is just things like, tell us, tell us, um, how would you, how would you convince your mother? I think it's one of the questions we've used before. How would you convince your mother, um, and sell your mother on this brand? And then with pe- with people kind of going through that exercise verbally, we can translate that within within like three sentences usually with a high probability of understanding the mind state. So it's, it's pretty amazing when you get people to answer fun, engaging questions and talk about stories like their first time they ever used a product or to convince Superman if they came down and they don't know anything about this world to convince them of why they should buy this product. You'd be surprised how quickly you can identify somebody's sub- subconscious mind state. And, and the whole point of that, right? It's, it's not, it doesn't even matter about the mind state. What's most important. And you can get this on mindstategroup.com is you get these, mind state marketing blueprints. So there are blueprints that you can give off to your creative director. You can hand this off to your copywriter and say, use these types of words, use these types of visuals, use this type of language, let them go off, ideate, come back with something that feels perfect for your brand. And now you have a you have brand messaging that drives that you know consumer preference in the brand, but also drives that choice because it's psychologically optimized. Yes, and there was an expression in the ad game called tight briefs liberate. And it meant that really the best creative directors and writers and art directors, they were the ones that most wanted the parameters because they didn't want to waste their time. <laughs> You yeah. know, being air quotes uh, creative, they wanted to be uh, effective, mm-hmm. and uh, so it was just one of those books where it, it, I felt like, uh, first off, it was so uh, it seems so logical, and yet it's very much about the subconscious. But in terms of explaining it to a client or a a boss or whatever, but the other thing uh, about it is there was such application as I read it for salespeople. And like when you're talking about the goals, what are the goals? And there's any number of really terrific sales books that talk about how important it is to understand what it is someone's goal is. And I don't mean maximize year over year revenue. That's important (laughs) to know that they've been told to do that, but what's Mm -hmm. their real goal? What's their real motivation? And the other thing was using your approach you can save so much time and money developing content. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So, no, it's funny because I think we may have said this, but at one point, I, I started thinking actually the better book would have been selling to mind states because this stuff works really well in in, in conversations and one to one. It's selling, right? So, I do marketing because that's just my background, right? So, I can, I can take these principles and place it into a piece of packaging or I can take this, these principles and, you know, drop it into an ad. But it, the most direct line to the human mind, right, is a one-to-one conversation. So there's got to be another book out there someday called Selling to Mind States, right? Because these same principles are really influential. It's not even just direct sales, but it's also how do you manage your boss? How do you manage your kids? How do you sell so an idea? Book, you know, yeah, it's it's all all these things matter, right? So, mm-hmm. um, you know, like I even talk about it in the book how I how I've used the mind states to get Nick to eat vegetables, you know? And so it's more of, it's, it's less about marketing, honestly, if you, if you, if you, if you ladder it up and it's more about just how we make decisions and how we behave. And you can apply that to a thousand different industries. Well, if there's anyone that could write a book called Selling the Mind States, it's this guy named Leach. 
I gotta and look I, this guy up. I keep hearing I, about this I guy. Think, yeah, I think that you shouldn't rule that out. Now you would right. need to slice it off so that it's really specific for a sales manager uh, yeah. or whatever. But it, I, I think all the uh, load bearing walls are there. Will yeah. <laughs> so right. I don't want to give you a lot of things to do because I know you got a big trip coming up. But I think yep. that down the road that would be extremely popular. And if you do write that book. As I like to say, I know this guy who hosts a podcast where he interviews authors of new marketing and sales books, and he's not the brightest bulb on the chandelier, but his guests are phenomenal, and I think I might be able to you know, get you. If it's the guy I'm thinking about, he gives you a lot of airtime, and he just kind of – he's quiet. He gives you airtime, and then he's off. So if, if, if it's the same guy I'm thinking about, I think we may have a winner. I okay, I'll be quiet. No. Um, <laughs> well, Will, this has been great yep. fun catching up with you. I know I've been yep. pulling you away from your uh, your pool and your friends, but I'm sure that they, you know, your wife, the others, they're probably professionals when it comes to partying. And I'm sure they've yep. been able to keep things going. So uh, I really appreciate I so. you joining us here uh, on this uh, special limited time series of authors in quarantine uh, getting cocktails. And I hope you and your family and everyone around you stays uh, safe and healthy. Yeah, Douglas, you too. Be safe, okay? This Valentine's Day, Dunkin's got the perfect pairings to show your love. So get down on one knee with a dozen brownie batter donuts and a cocoa mocha signature latte. Or make them swoon with a strawberry dragon fruit Dunkin' refresher with a Cupid's Choice Donut. Are you ready for love? America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer.